live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. The Irish football team gets to enjoy their Saturday off after a 30-27 win over USC last Saturday. Notre Dame on the bye this week, getting ready for a showdown on the road at Michigan next Saturday. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. I'm Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame is ranked 8th in the country, sitting at 5-1 midway through the season. The Irish travel to Michigan next week, and we now know that will be a 7.30 p.m. kickoff at the Big House in Ann Arbor. Michigan now 5-1 after beating Illinois 42-25 last Saturday. Hey, they're going to have their hands full today as they go on the road to 7th-ranked Penn State. On tap on this morning's show with football on the bye, we'll take a deeper dive into the men's and women's basketball programs. Coming up, I'll chat one-on-one with Irish women's basketball coach Muffin McGraw about a whole new crop of players she now has after the departure of every single one of her starters. So, you know, Muffet's been doing this for quite some time. How she is adjusting to that new rule, it's the first time she's ever had to replace every single one of her starters. And my one-on-one conversation with men's basketball standout Rex Fluger. His mom, Rebecca, died just one month ago of brain cancer and yet Rex somehow stays so incredibly positive. It's a conversation you won't want to miss. Uh, amazing how positive this young man um, has has stayed and how basketball has helped him through what is obviously an extremely difficult time. We'll also play back one of our favorite Focus on Faith interviews from this season with former Irish football coach, the legendary Lou Holtz. All right, let's uh, get things started by looking back at last week's game, the victory for the Irish over USC, 30-27. to Notre Dame improving to 5-1 with the win at Notre Dame Stadium. You know, the Irish fell behind early, but then once they took the lead, they seemed to have control of the game the entire way. Uh, Notre Dame was up uh, 17-3 at the half, and, uh, you know, everything was looking good. And then late in the game, USC slowly kind of got back into it. They got a touchdown late. That made it 30-27, to but they weren't able to get the onside kick. The Irish ultimately prevailing. Never really felt like this game was in jeopardy for Notre Dame. Felt like they really they had a handle on it the whole time. Um, and it was a solid victory for the Irish. Some fans not happy about it, feeling that Notre Dame should have played a lot better uh, against USC, which is now just 3-3 three and three in the season. But look, it's, uh, it's against your arch rival. Uh, USC still has a ton of talent. The Irish were able to contain the outstanding wide receiving group uh, of Michael Pittman, Tyler Vaughns, and Amon Ross St. Brown. St. Brown had eight catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and Vaughns also had a touchdown. But Pittman, who's probably their best wide receiver, was contained for four catches and 29 yards. That was an emphasis for Notre Dame in this one. They did not want to allow Pittman to be the guy that, that broke him. Now, what allowed the Irish to, to prevail ultimately in this game was after Tyler Vaughn's got that five-yard touchdown catch, USC pulled within three. It was 23-20 with 10-27 left in the game. Notre Dame marched down the field, had a fantastic, 
fantastic drive. And that's where Ian Book kind of took over the game, and he got a lot done with his feet. Uh, overall, Ian Book's numbers weren't the best. 17 of 32 passing, 165 yards, and one touchdown pass. But on that last drive, he was a gamer. Uh, you know, and, and he rushed the ball for first downs where Notre Dame needed it. He got the job done. Here's what Ian Book and Cole Komet had to say after the game about getting the job done on that final drive. You know, I, I think, though, I really felt that all 11 guys were truly confident that we were going to go down and score. Uh, I could feel the buzz. I could feel the energy. And, you know, I was as confident as I've ever been. So uh, I knew we were going to be in, in the right play calls, and we just had to go, to, go out there and do it. And um, that's what we did. We knew we were going to score before we – you know, before the drive even started, you know, there was no other option. You know, we had some, some third downs. You had some, you know, we got in that, we had that penalty that, you know, took us back first and 20 or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, we kind of overcame that, some adversity there in that drive, but we all knew we were going to put the ball in the end zone there. All right, so that was Ian Book and then Cole Komet talking about the drive that really put this game away. Yeah, USC ended up scoring again after that, but only with about a minute left in the game, so Notre Dame had it secure thanks to that touchdown drive by Ian Book. Now, again, I understand there are fans that don't feel Ian Book is playing at the level many expected him to play this season. Uh, That completion percentage is only at 63%. It was a lot higher last season. I get it. Uh, He's thrown for only 1,400 yards passing. Um and 14 touchdowns, and 10 of those touchdowns came against New Mexico and Bowling Green. I get it. But he's only thrown two interceptions, which is a big positive, and he's got the Irish at 5-1. and one. He almost had him on the brink of beating Georgia. Now, again, Georgia lost last week, so now you're going to argue, okay, maybe Notre Dame should have won that game at Georgia because maybe Georgia is not as good as they as we thought they were that the fact that they lost to, to South Carolina. Okay, I can understand that argument, but the bottom line is I don't think Ian Book is playing as poorly as some people think he is. Now, is he playing as good as he was last year? Maybe not, but then again, maybe some team teams have kind of figured him out this season after seeing him on tape for now a year and a half. So here's what Brian Kelly has to say about the way Ian Book is playing midway through the season. You know, the quarterback is always going to be scrutinized to a level that is fair, unfair. You can you can always do that. Um, I, look, he led our football team to a victory against USC. We put 30 points on the board, didn't turn the football over, and you know used his legs to to really spur us on late in the game. So, um, if, if if you really want to talk about uh, what what you want from your quarterback is you want him to be a guy that helps you win games and he is helping us win games can he be better in certain areas absolutely and i think he would tell you that but um he's he's making um he's making good decisions he's taking care of the football um he's using all of his assets uh to his ability um meaning running uh and throwing uh and he's you know working on on the things he needs to work at each and every week so i'm proud of what he's doing That's Irish football coach Brian Kelly on the play of Ian Book so far this season. And again, maybe we just have had too far of expectations on Ian Book that we we thought maybe he was going to be a Heisman contender, and he's not that. But he's a winning quarterback. This guy wins games. And and that's what Notre Dame needs. Uh, They've been outstanding in the last two seasons. Uh, mainly because of Ian Book. Now, he's got a good crop around him, and they're just getting healthier. We didn't see too much from Jafar Armstrong last week. We should see a lot more of him next week. But, man, Tony Jones Jr. has been absolutely outstanding 
at running back for Notre Dame this season. 25 carries, 176 yards against USC, and uh, we had the opportunity to chat with Tony after the game, uh, and, and you know he was he was quite delightful, uh, very happy, and and he was asked, hey, Tony, uh, you know, are you a different guy? Have things changed for? This season, uh, you know, what has changed about you? Here's what Tony Jones had to say when he was asked about that. Nah, I've always been like this. I mean, I mean, coach led me out the cage a little bit. So <laughs> I didn't even notice I had like uh, like 25 carries to like the fourth quarter. I looked up the screen. I was like, dang, 25 carries. I haven't had that since like my sophomore year in high school. <laughs> Starting to have a number one running back. You, I mean, you could tell me. I don't know. <laughs> what, uh, what did it mean to you to be able to get the rock that much in a rivalry game, especially? Um, um, it like felt it felt good that coach had the confidence in me, um, and so so I wanted to show him the respect just to pound the rock, and I did that. No question, Chip Long and Brian Kelly have the confidence in Tony Jones, and he showed it on Saturday, last Saturday on Why. On the season now, Tony Jones has 80 carries for 557 yards. He's now averaging 93 yards a game on the ground. He also has four touchdown runs. I think that is outperforming any expectation you had of... Tony Jones or Jafar Armstrong at, at this point in the season. So I think he's been one of the most valuable players of the first half of the season. No question about it in Tony Jones. You know, Brian Kelly was asked about Tony Jones's performance after the game and, and some interesting comments from Brian Kelly as well, uh, because the question was posed in a way of, should we stop being surprised uh, about the way Tony Jones is performing? Here's what the Irish head coach had to say about that. Tony has been kind of, you know, pigeonholed into this kind of, you know, um, you know, journeyman back, but he does so many things well. Um, he just doesn't have, you know, four, three speed, um, but he blocks, uh, he's tough, he's physical, he's going to get you the extra yard. Um, who wouldn't want a back like that? Um, you know, he plays through nicks and bumps. He practices hard. He's a great teammate. Uh, give me a boatload of Tony Jones as I'll take him in a heartbeat. That's Brian Kelly talking about running back Tony Jones. No question uh, the, the effort he's given in. And certainly you got to give a lot of that credit to the offensive line, which Tony did as well during his interviews uh, last week. The offensive line has certainly picked up their level of play throughout the season as they have kind of gelled. So I, I think that's a big positive. I think the offense is starting to play better uh, th than people are giving him credit for. Is it where we thought it was going to be? No, I, I definitely would say that. I think that we all thought this offense was, at least I definitely thought, this offense would be better than it, would, it, it has been to this point in the year. But I will say it's certainly better now than it was uh, a, a few weeks ago. All right, we want to thank Tire Rack for being such great supporters of Redeem Radio. The folks at Tire Rack underwrite our internship program with high school students from Marion and St. Joe. The students are getting college-level internship experience, thanks in large part to the generosity of Tire Rack. More tires, great prices. Visit TireRack.com. All right, another most valuable player of the first half of the season has to be kicker Jonathan Doerr. I mean, who saw this coming? Door kicking a 45, 52, 
and 43-yard field goal uh, against USC. I mean, if he misses one of those, if you do the math, this game's going to overtime. If he misses two of them, Notre Dame would lose. Now, we all know they have to play the game, and you have to see how it plays out. But he was very clutch. I mean, that's the first time in a very long time since 1996 that a Notre Dame kicker has had more than three has had three field goals or more of more than 40 yards in one game. So no question, Jonathan Doerr was, was absolutely fantastic in the game. And, and here's a guy who was getting benched last year from being the place kicker. He couldn't even kick the ball into the end zone. He was hitting line drivers that were leading into kickoff returns for touchdowns. He got benched doing that. And now he's coming up clutch, going perfect from from field goals against your rival USC. So no question what he has done has been absolutely fantastic. Here's uh, what Tony Jones, Ian Book, and Brian Kelly had to say after the game about Jonathan Doerr this season. John, good, man. John know how to kick that ball. I know that. John John has a right approach. He does it all the time. It takes long. But, if I mean, like when he does it, he's going to hit everything, no matter. You know, he's come a long way. It's been awesome. Um, I talked to him after the game. I was just said, you know, really proud of you, man. Good job. You know, you, you, know, you helped us win this game. So uh, I've seen a lot of growth in him. We knew the physical capabilities of our kicker when we recruited him. We thought he had an exceptional leg, and he was a, a, a talent. Um, but he, there's more to it, right? I mean, it's, again, poor analogy, but he could drive the, 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 the golf ball 350 yards, but he'd be in the trees half the time. So it was about how do we get this young man to really, you know, uh, hone in on this exceptional skill that he has. And, you know, he's done an incredible job of, of really, you know, building uh, a, a repetition in, in his swing, his leg swing, that he is so confident now in what he does that he's he's unflappable. He can go into any situation and he trusts what he is doing. And it's like anything else. When you go on that first tee and you trust your swing, you feel like you can hit it no matter what the situation is. And he's in a similar kind of state now. He wasn't there. Uh, we Listen, if you were here last year, I mean, we had some interesting conversations on the sideline. Um, so he's done a great job of putting himself in the position. He got the game ball tonight. And um, it was it, it's, it's just great to see that maturation. That's Irish coach Brian Kelly after the game last week against USC talking about his kicker, Jonathan Doerr, who's now 6 of 7 from field goal range this season. Uh, he's made uh, he's 2 for 2 from 20 to 29 yards, 1 of 1 from 30 to 39 yards, 2 of 3 from 40 to 49 yards, and then 1 of 1 from 50-plus yards and had that 52-yard field goal his career long against USC uh, last Saturday. Three field goals overall, and he's a perfect 27 of 27 from an extra point attempt. So certainly he has definitely gotten the job done. And Brian Kelly giving a lot of the credit to Brian Polian, his special teams coach, for doing an outstanding job getting Jonathan 
Jonathan Dorr, excuse me, uh, going this season. All right, Fiddler's Hearth in downtown South Bend is a great place to grab a drink, eat a great dinner, and listen to live music. A locally owned public house, Fiddler's Hearth, has 24 beers on tap, so your options are plentiful. It's also family-friendly, and they have a great Sunday brunch from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and they want to reward the loyal listeners of Redeemer Radio. Just mention you heard Fiddler's Hearth on Redeemer Radio to your server, and you'll get 10% off your bill. That's Fiddler's Hearth on Main Street in downtown South Bend. All right, we had the opportunity to also chat with Khalid Kareem, the outstanding Irish defensive end after the game, to get his thoughts on the victory over arch-rival USC, as well as maybe, you know, who has stand out the most for, for the Irish this season in, in his eyes, who stepped up their game the most. Here's what Khalid Kareem had to say after the game. I mean, it feels amazing. I mean... It's amazing to get a win in general, but to be our rival USC is just something special. And I definitely, you know, will remember this one forever. I mean, this is my last one, so happy with the dub. What, uh, where do you feel you guys are at as a defense as you head into the bye midway through the year? We're at a good point. I mean, we know, you know we need to make some corrections, you know, to fix some things. But I feel like, you know, we're in a good spot right now. We're, I won't say we're content and comfortable, but, you know, we're happy where we are. You know, like I said, we know what we have to fix. So we're on the right path. Who's, who's impressed you the most this season on the defense side of the ball? Um, I mean, everyone's balling, but I would say, like, Wu is just, he's balling out of control right now. I mean, we've, we've kind of been, you know, expecting this since his return from his injury, but he's blowing my mind right now. He's, he's really having a great year. I'm happy for him. That's Khalid Kareem, and Wu is Jeremiah Wusukomo, who leads the team in solo tackles with 28. Overall, he's second on the team in tackles with 37, one behind Alohi Gilman. Uh, Carmo also has five and a half tackles for loss. He also has a sack and a forced fumble this season. So uh, the Irish Rover has, in fact, been fantastic, and Khalid Kareem giving him his credit, to, to say the least. All right, let's quickly look at the top ten right now in college football. Alabama ranked number one in the AP Top 25. Uh, LSU is two after defeating Florida, who was previously ranked seventh. Uh, they move all the way up to number two, moving up three spots. Clemson is number three. Ohio State is number four. Oklahoma is five. Wisconsin is six. Penn State is seven. All those teams are six and oh. Notre Dame remains the highest ranked one loss team at number eight. They are five and one. Florida drops two spots to number nine. They are now six and one. Georgia is actually now behind Notre Dame in the rankings. Uh, the Bulldogs losing to South Carolina in overtime 20 to 17. They dropped seven spots all the way down to, to number 10. Michigan is uh, now 16. They stayed at the same spot uh, after their win over Illinois. And again, they're at Penn State today. So that is a huge game in the Big Ten. And, you know, if if Michigan wins that game, they could be all the way up hovering around top the top 10 um, heading into next week's game against Notre Dame as they will host the Irish. What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives by providing products and services that save them money. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it away to our members' favorite charities. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. <laughs> 